Dee Dee Moonflyer here. Welcome to the Twilight Tonic Podcast. As always, I have a freshly brewed batch of the strange and unusual to share with you. So grab your favorite tonic, step inside the broom closet, and let's get started. Good evening tonight on the Twilight Ton. Amazing Jason Schneider in the broom closet tonight. How are you, Jason? I'm so good, DD. How are you today? I'm great. I am so excited about your upcoming events, Jason. Everyone needs to come to them. Need to I, you tell know what? Us. I agree. Yes. I I agree. Everybody should definitely be there. Um <clears throat> They they are shaping up to be, you know, massive as usual. Really, really, really good events. With tons and tons of vendors. Um, but we just had two murder mystery dinners that were both sold out. And then we actually had a waiting list on both of those. And those were fantastic. Awesome. Um, lots and lots of fun. Um, all I can say is just if, if you've ever been to a dinner where you just laugh and laugh and laugh and have a great time and mm-hmm. people are in character and they're acting out this murder mystery because, you know, if you buy a ticket, you're actually, you're actually a character. So you're not just watching like a murder mystery theater. You're actually part of it. So it gives everybody the chance to <clears throat> take on a persona as somebody else. And uh, it's a lot of fun. It really is a lot of fun. It's and uh, both murder mysteries, by the way, went unsolved. Uh-oh. So uh, the next two coming up, would you say two more? Are you going to have two more this year or next year? No, you know what? I don't know that I'm going to do any murder mysteries anymore. Oh, my goodness. We do. I almost didn't do any this year, and uh, but I always wanted to do one at the Hannah House. Yeah. And um, I, I really wanted to do one at Post Town with uh, Daryl and Brenda Wissman. Uh, they're they're just freaking amazing people. I, I love post time. It's a wonderful thank you. Um, and uh, I thought that would be a great place to do it. So um, you know, and they were. They turned out to be fantastic. So the thing is about the murder mystery dinners are they're just so there's so much to them. It takes so much to plan these, um, to put them together, and then execute them. Um, all the way up to the point to where it's almost start time. There's things going on, like people are showing up or people aren't on time, you know. Mm-hmm. So you always, it's, it's a constant, quick change. You have to be able to kind of be able to roll with the punches. And, 
you know, it's it's really hard to, to to roll through that and then keep it enjoyable for the people who are at the table doing the doing the murder mystery. And uh, so both of them were a success, but um, there's just a lot involved in them. You know, they're really right. tough to do. Well, you do the cooking you know? too, don't you? I do. Yes, I do. So um, at Nine Kind, I, we, I just went to Easy Way and we did like this huge taco bar with these natural spread and all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. And then um, at the Hannah House, we actually did an Italian dinner there. So I did my, uh, what I call my world famous spaghetti. Uh, and of course, we had salad and corn and garlic bread. And we, so we served wine and all different types of beverages. Um, but it was like 92 degrees that day. And so we we had air moving through the hand house. They had air conditioning at the bottom of the place, so it was um, it was very very comfortable for everybody, awesome. you know. But then when we went into the investigation that night, you know, like the attic and the upstairs was you know north of ninety ninety five, you know degrees. There's just no airflow through that big mansion, right? And uh, it was it was a sweaty sweaty evening, but very active though. So um, I think all the guests had a fabulous time, and uh, it was it was good. It really, really was. Awesome. I'm sorry I missed it. I would I would have loved to gone to one of those. They sound like so much fun. I can't put enough of them on the schedule because it seems like every time that I, you know, I host one, um, it sells out in you know a couple of days or whatever. But it seems like 10 or 15 more people see this and then they talk to me about it. And then they're like, oh, cool. I want to do one. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like, it's too bad that it wasn't a lucrative event because I could seriously mm-hmm. make money doing probably 10 or 15 of these things every year easily. Right. And that was, one of them was at the Hannah House. But what is coming up at the Hannah House in August? You're, aren't you? Yes. And that too is that too is world famous, if I must say. Um, so the Hannah House has been having a meet and greet for uh, about uh, twelve years or so now, mm-hmm. and um, it's called the the Paranormal Day Celebration. Mm-hmm. Okay, so basically, it's the Hannah House's mansions uh, kind of their tip of the hat to the paranormal because um, you know, although we are very very um, blessed to be able to appreciate its historic value because of the role that it played in the underground railroad and the history of itself. And, um, but, you know, there's always been paranormal that has surrounded the place, not just because it's old, but because there's been a lot of people, you know, dating back 40, 50, 60 years that have had experiences there. Sure. And, you know, the, the owner, the last owner of the Hannah House, David Elder, always was very, very um, adamant about the place being haunted and, and that, you know, that there was spirits there, in fact. And he talked openly about it. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, he was never around to be able to see one of the Paranormal Day celebrations or one of the um, the meet and greets there. But, um, you know, we do have him. His wife, uh, Judith Elder, actually came uh, four years ago. I think it was three years ago, four years ago. And... Um, it just so turned out that was the biggest year we ever had. Uh, we had like twelve hundred people come into gates in, in like five and a half hours. Mm-hmm. So it was wow. it was humongous. Some eight hundred people walked through the Hannah House. Um, so it was it was a really really huge successful event and a lot of fun and, and it was great because she just sat there in the chair mm-hmm. and greeted everybody who came in and did the home the home tours uh, of the Hannah House. 
and uh, she would tell stories and things like that. It was just a uh, just a really wonderful day all the way all the way around. So, but that is coming up on on, on August fourteenth. That's awesome. Okay. How much are tickets, or yep. is it all free? No, it's all free. Wow! And what people can expect is is that the parking's free. It's free to get in. Okay, but uh, expect to see anywhere from forty to sixty vendors. Um, of all kinds, you're going to see authors there. You're going to see, um, you're going to see TV producers there. You're going to see um, uh, tarot readers. You're going to see mediums. You're going to see psychics doing reading, tarot card readings. You're going to see metaphysical setups. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like even CBD. Um, you know, you're going to see all kinds of stuff there. So it's, it's based outside mm-hmm. on the property. This is the two acres right there of the property that. Um, there's really, really beautifully canopied by these ginormous trees all over mm. the yard. Um, and uh, so everybody can walk around and they can take a tour of the house as well. Um, so the tours of the house cost money. That's, that's how we raise money for the Hannah house. Mm-hmm. So um, I think tours are $7 a piece. Oh, that's really reasonable. Two, I think 12 and under are free or something of that nature. I'd have to double check that. But um, it's, it's a great event. We have food trucks out there. So they they serve alcohol, they serve um, sandwiches and barbecue and all you know all kinds of hot dogs, hamburgers, really great prices. And uh, so I mean it's it's a great time. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and, and and talk about this, even though I'm not supposed to. Uh-oh. But I, don't, I didn't want to let it go. So for the past three years, um, they've been there's been a, mo- a movie being filmed at the Hannah House, and. Um, the name of the movie uh, is called Witch House, and it's uh, based on a short story by H.P. Lovecraft. Yeah. And um, it's done by a uh, producer-director guy out of um, Indianapolis, and uh, he brought in um, a heck of a talented crew and a bunch of actors, and they did a movie there. And um, I haven't seen anything but the movie trailer for it, but it looks fantastic. I mean, fantastic. So, um, the reason why we're not supposed to talk about it is, is because we, we announced a while back that we were actually going to do a viewing there Mm -hmm. and we still are. So (sighs) the only time, the very first time, even before the cast members get to get to go to the premiere of this, it's going to be viewed at the Hannah house as a fundraiser for the Hannah house the night of the paranormal day celebration and it's only going to be open to 40 special people so there will be some media there um i think that they're going to do posters um movie posters to give out to everybody who buys a ticket there's going to be a q a session with some of the production crew um so it's it's going to be fantastic because this thing is supposed to hit the Cannes festival Mm -hmm. in paris in july wow now are tickets available for that Yes, they are, but as of right now, we shelved ticket sales because of the possibility. There's, so let's just say this: there's things going on with the movie um, behind the scenes that uh, um, moving forward into what it's becoming. Um, we, we had to stop with the promotion of the, of that viewing. Mm-hmm. Until after the first of July, so I mean, in a couple of weeks we're going to come out with it again, and everybody can just go on my page sometime like July second or third or whatever, and uh, it'll all be up there. How you can get tickets, how much tickets are, what time, 
all of that. And uh, we'll go from there. But it's it's, uh, it's a really special ordeal. And uh, the really cool thing about it is is that the the production team in order to film there, they came there and literally cleaned the property up and, and dedicated dozens and dozens and dozens of hours to getting that place looking immaculate and amazing. They did it all just so they could film there. And um, part of that production was actually still showing up there on a voluntary days and still helping clean the place up and mm-hmm. working on it diligently. There's, there's people that are, that are doing repairs around there as part of the production as well. I mean, they've been super supportive of the Hannah House even after the movie's been done. So it's just, it's a, it's a whole fantastic thing going on this year right now. So, but uh, if everybody just pays attention, uh, they can either go to the um, Hannah House Permanent Day oh. Celebration page or they can friend me on Facebook, and then I'll have things on my page as well about how to get those tickets. Um, okay. 40 of them will be sold. They will go fast. There's no doubt. All right, you better let me know, because... Absolutely. That sounds amazing. I'm so glad that somebody's paying attention to that house. It's a gorgeous house. Absolutely beautiful. Oh, gosh. And that's the thing about about Indianapolis. You won't find a single person that lives in India that doesn't know about the Anna House. The yeah. Anna House is a staple in that city. And um, so it's it's not only when we do the paranormal day celebration, it's not only a bunch of paranormal enthusiasts. There's a lot of families that come down that don't even care about what's going on with the paranormal. They just want to bring their kids down and spend the spend the afternoon Mm -hmm. um, doing a tour of the house and you know just walking around the property and, and just you know taking it all in because people just absolutely love the place. Right, it's beautiful. It's absolutely mm-hmm. gorgeous. A lot of really wonderful history to it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So, and then um, in September, uh, we've got a similar event going on at Post Town Elementary in mm-hmm. Middletown, Ohio. Okay, and uh, that's free as well, free to attend. Uh, through the park, obviously. Mm-hmm. But that one used to be an outdoor event a lot like the Hannah House. Right. And the Hannah House being the event that it was, is, I mean, it's it's a mecca compared to non-con, but non-con's bigger infrastructure-wise. Right. Okay? So non um, was an outdoor event that was uh, very much the same like the Hannah House was, but then we, um, myself, Keith Age, and Daryl Wisman, we decided that we were going to move it indoors mm-hmm. and then turn it into a three-day-long event. Okay. So the cool thing about Post Town is it's got a humongous property. So on Friday, mm-hmm. people come in and they can set up their booths and get ready, get ready to go for Saturday morning when the doors open. But there's also a lot of people that tent camp. So we tent camp there. We have huge bonfires every night. We got people who pull in RVs. So a lot of us, I mean, for Friday night, that's set up and just hang out with everybody. It's a fantastic time. People eating lots of food and we're telling stories. One of my John Tinsher and a few people bring their, their guitars. Mm-hmm. So there's music by the bonfire. Um, and then Friday night, there's a full-blown investigation that goes on inside of the school. Oh, fine. Okay. So now Saturday morning, the doors open up at 7.30 a.m. for anybody who didn't set up early. Mm-hmm. And um, so that becomes a mad rush. So we've got people that are... 
you know, hooking up to the electrical or trying to get Wi-Fi going and get tables and chairs and we're assigning people to these places and get everybody registered. But at 9 a.m., the doors open. Okay. Okay. And um, so I think I think as of right now, we have um, we're, we're nearing sixty guests for that. Yeah, I and saw that. It looks amazing. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna really great um, list. The thing about non-con is, is it attracts almost a totally different set of vendors. Like I wish I could bring all of the vendors together for both events, mm-hmm. but it. You you only have a few that attend both. It's really crazy. So we have anything from um, paranormal to um, religious um, uh, booths and things like that to pop culture. And we'll have lectures probably throughout the day. Um, so non-con closes the doors at 6 p.m. Saturday night. Mm-hmm. At 8 p.m., there's the beginning of another paranormal investigation. And there are tickets left for Friday and Saturday's investigation as well. It's $40 per person per night. Okay. For that. So, and then um, the investigation goes from 8 p.m. until 2 a.m. And everybody goes to sleep or goes down to the bonfire and gets food because everybody's usually hungry after that long day. And then, <laughs> um, and then Sunday, we open back up. I think we open the doors then an hour later. I think we or I think we open the doors at ten, and then it goes on until you know two or three. Okay. You know, it comes a time when it, when it just kind of stops. You stop getting people in there on a Sunday, and we just kind of look at each other and be like, "Yep, let's hold her up." It's like I'm tired it, now. Know? Yeah, yeah. So, but it's it's a tremendous event. There's lots of fantastic people that are there. Of course, mm-hmm. the listeners are there. They they run food out of their kitchen, which is fantastic. So, if you're like a vendor there and you're hungry and you want like a shredded chicken sandwich, a bag of chips, and a pop, you call you text the number and tell them who you mm-hmm. are and what you want. And they come out, run your credit card, bring it right to your booth for you. It's fantastic. Yeah, that's really nice. <laughs> yeah. That's so nice. Yeah, it, yeah. When you think about it, you're like, man, that's really convenient for all the vendors there. So it's yeah. hospitality is always number one. So um, it'll be a, it'll be a great three day event. And um, gosh, in um, October, first weekend in October, we have the um, I mean, jeez, uh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm I'm really having a brain fart here for a second. <laughs> Um, Let me mark this time. Us, it's, it's called the American Paracon, and uh, it's at Louisville, Kentucky. Mm-hmm. And it's the first weekend in October. Uh-huh. And um, it's it, it's, a, it's a convention. It's a weekend convention. Wow. So is this... So that one will, so that one will be paranormal and horror. So it'll be like a two-part convention. So it'll be four actors and, mm-hmm. and uh, actresses and people that, that work in film. And then we'll have the paranormal aspect of that as well. With all the metaphysical dealers and you know the paranormal investigators and uh, you know there'll be plenty of um, you know psychics and people doing readings and things of that nature as well. It'll be, it'll be a great time. And that's in Louisville, Kentucky, huh? Yeah, and that's and that's actually not an event that I'm planning, but um, you know it's it's Keith Ages event. He's kind of like my, my brother from another mother, so I I promote it for him, and I'm actually going to be down there working. Working the event for them guys that weekend. So that's really cool. That sounds like an awesome time, actually. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, I'm kind so of looking forward to some of these events. You know, and that's just, that's just what I was talking about the other day was it's one of these days I've got to, I've got to stop posting them so I can actually just attend them and, and enjoy them. Yeah. Um, I love them because I love the people. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I mean, there's some people that you only see at these events once or twice a year. So when you get together, it's just like, you know, one day is not nearly enough, let alone one whole, you know, one whole weekend isn't even enough either. Right. You know, so the the vibe between everybody is just amazing. It's like hanging out with the biggest group of best friends you can imagine. And um, you, you never get tired of it. You know, I mean, you love it when they come, you hate it when they go. Right. But um, they are, they're, 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 um, they, they do require an awful lot of hard work. A lot of people see these free events and they go, you know, they don't really think much about them, you know. But there's just as much, if not more, planning behind these free events as there is for some of these high-paid money events as well. Right. You know, there's still people that have to do all of this behind the scenes, you know. And, um, you know, luckily for me, I, I do a lot of it. Um, but mm-hmm. this year, I've got people doing a lot of it for me, um, which is helping out tremendously because I'm just so busy and so tired. Yeah. For this <laughs> like, I, like, I feel like we should be sliding in the following time now. We haven't even <laughs> just, we haven't made the game summer yet. And I'm just like, oh, God. I can only imagine. Also, you've been doing some investigating. You've not only do you yeah, own so, two businesses, you have been investigating. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, not only do we always investigate at my events, like the murder mysteries and and, uh, and whatnot, but um, I actually took on a case, which I haven't done in several years. I actually took on a personal case this year. Mm-hmm. And um, I can't. I, I I have to be. I I have to be um, very general when I talk about things because it is a high profile client. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, you know, so you know, we'll stay away from commonalities and things that might give any any information away. But um, so I went down to um, her property. Uh, I guess I want to say it was um, April, end of April, early May. I can't remember. I think it was actually early May. Um, and she lives in a town where she's down in southern Indiana, just about on the Ohio River. I mean, she's a stone throw away from the Ohio River, mm-hmm. just across Tennessee, Kentucky, from where from the town where she lives. Right. So, but she lives in a town that's very, very old, like the original settlers of Indiana old, and it's still unincorporated today. <laughs> so, you know, she lives on a plot of 200, 300 acres on a mountaintop, on a log cabin. And, um, you know, there's there's no doubt that, you know, that there's, that there's paranormal activity going on in there. And, I mean, at first, to me, it seemed like a very could-go-either-way type of case because of the claims. But the, the main part about it was is she believed that she was dealing with this and she was really disturbed by it. And, of course, she has a 17-year-old daughter as well. And so they're both affected. Here they are living out in the middle of wilderness. You know, there's yeah. probably any stuff. They don't have cable TV there. Internet stage. They can't even log on to Facebook. You know, I mean, it's that kind of thing. And, um, you know, for me, you know, if I, you know, if, if they're scared. And, they, and if I believe that somebody's genuinely um, affected by what's going on in the house, whether I think I could debunk it or it's, maybe it's not even on it at all. 
Um, you know, I will try to get involved or put them in hands of those people who I know will take care of them. Um, but this one, for whatever reason, had a lot of synchronicities that went into this case um, long before I ever made the decision to go. Mm-hmm. And um, so it got really, really deep, really quick. And um, so finally, I had an open weekend, and I couldn't pull together um, a group of us like I wanted. I had a dream team plan for it, but uh, it couldn't work out. And I had an open window, so I said, hey, look, I'm coming down. And uh, they said, great. Um, so I spent two days there, actually stayed at the house. Um, very interesting to see the release. So there was just things that... You know, um, there are other homes down on the, down the side of the hill. So mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to say it's not necessarily a mountain. It's the next closest thing to it. But it kind of stair steps in their homes on side roads. That kind of, like, long-term kind of shit. You know what I mean? Like, well, 11 miles off the nearest paved road. And I told her once I got there, if I hear banjos once, I'm out. Because it looked like something straight out of deliverance. Huh. Okay. Uh-huh. I mean, and so, you know, when we got it, we got there um, in the evening time. We didn't waste any time. We did an introduction. I sat down and did a one-hour interview, um, a recorded interview, so that we could get the whole story, um, you know, from the horse's mouth. Right? So we we did that, and then we decided that we were going to get a bite to eat. So we got a bite to eat, and as it kind of fell into the, into the nighttime, um, we you know started to investigate and um mm-hmm. asking questions and um you know we were doing all kinds of stuff i mean we had some cameras set up and some investigators set up, you know some uh data loggers set up and just a few other things i mean it wasn't really a, a heavy investigation with equipment per se but um i mean you know, at one point in time the temperature in the house dropped to 17 degrees it was cold Hmm. cold. It was chilly outside right. when we came in, but when we were in the house for a good hour, hour and 20 minutes, we walked outside, it actually felt warm out there. Wow. <clears throat> because it had actually gotten that much more colder mm-hmm. in the house itself, which, you know, okay, whatever. It could, it, could, it could have been any number of reasons, but when we walked out, though, we were sitting there talking, a bunch of us were just sitting there chatting for a second. And I just, I told everybody, I said, just stop and listen to something for a second. So we're on a, like a hilltop on 200 acres of forestry. There's probably a thousand acres of forestry that borders this. And not a single animal. I mean, the forest was quiet, dead quiet. No crickets, no birds. You didn't hear anything moving or rustling in the weeds down below. Mm-hmm. You didn't. Hear any bullfrogs at at the pond or anything down by the river? Mm-hmm. I mean, it was just silent the entire time that we were out there, wow. which was just so strange. It's so strange. Um, well, but we we did two days of investigating this. We investigated that night and um, with minimal personal experiences, and then um, the very next night we turned around and did the same thing, and. Um, I got a little bit more of a better tour during the day on Saturday as we kind of went down this hill and she would point to houses and tell me where, you know, messed up things happened. I mean, we were like, you know, bad things, 
that people did that were bad. Oh. And they were just within 200, 300, 400 yards of this house. There were six or seven places that had a very, very terrible past. But the kind of stuff you only see in horror movies kind of stuff. I mean, it's just, just bad, you know? And so, you know, it starts, that, that whole entire thing now starts to kind of lay the groundwork for, you know, the reasons why there's things being experienced there and activity and whatnot. Um, but I will say that at one point in time, um, there was a, there was a personal experience. I mean, it was, it was, as we were sitting there, um, I was actually looking across the, the home from where we were sitting in the dining room and, and chatting and they thought that I had seen who was actually a shadow person. Mm. Now, for me, that's not, that's not a real big deal, but I didn't want to say anything to her. And I didn't say anything to her until after the investigation was over with because I didn't want to spook. But, um, you know, so some of the claims have been that there's been, uh, you know, a child that calls the name, a guy who speaks Mm -hmm. out. Um, I mean, she hears these audible voices. She's out away from everybody. She's hearing these audible voices and things calling her name and whatnot. Mm. Um, Wow. So other than other than that other than that that figure moving across the room that I had saw, it was a pretty uneventful night mm-hmm. for, for Friday night and Saturday night. Now when we get home and we go back to the audio, then things changed. Mm. So you know, at, at one point you can hear us. Everybody's gone, and it's it's me and my client sitting at the table talking. And you can hear because we left our voice recorders in a room, a room that was a hot spot for activity. And we left our recorders, and she actually set her phone on record and left it in there because she likes to record audio with the video on her phone. And at first, I kind of thought, you know, why didn't you serve on whatever? You know, that wouldn't have been my first pick of doing it. Right. But at the same time, I was really, really happy that she was getting herself involved. I mean, the homeowner who, you know, to, is not taking the initiative to kind of learn about why things happen in the paranormal world and, you know, how do you go about investigating? How do you decipher between, you know, what could be paranormal and what could be, you know, just, you know, uh, over an act, act of imagination, it could be something that could be easily explained. But the recordings were just—I mean, I slept. I slept in the and there was two different rooms that were hot spots. Each night, I picked that room. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so um, while I was sleeping, you could hear things being banged around and moved around. You could hear me clearly on the bed. Like so, when I when you hear me rolling in my sleep, it doesn't really make any noise. So you just kind of hear me snoring <laughs> very, very, very low, you know, on the audio. But you hear what sounds like, you know, like the pull chains, like you walk down the basement, you pull a chain, like a pull lights. Right. You pull the chain yes. and the light comes on. Yeah. So about once an hour, you would hear a pull chain. There's huh. something that sounded identical to it. And then you would hear some thumping and some moving, like something was being shuffled around in the room. Interesting. And, but more importantly, while we were sitting out at the dining room talking, um, we, as a matter of fact, we weren't even talking about the paranormal at that point. I want to say we were talking about TV or movies. 
Mm-hmm. And you can hear it in the background, but you hear a guy who literally comes up to the microphone on on the on the on the cell phone that's recording video, and you can hear this guy, and he's just like, "Hi, hi," and then you hear him and calls out Sarah. It's like, "Hey, Sarah, Sarah." Wow. And you know it's a faded voice, but this this I mean we're hearing this, okay? This is just it's 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 creepy. It's class A EVP. It's not. I kind right. of hear it's whoa. He's right next to the microphone Ooh. when he's saying it. You can hear us still talking in the distance, from twenty five or thirty feet away. Okay. Yeah. So turns out that Sarah is the name of a doll that her daughter's had since she was a baby and is also in that room. Wow. So this this has been happening for quite some time, apparently. Yeah. Anywhere from very, very subtle to some some pretty extreme stuff. I mean, not Hollywood extreme, of course, but um, extreme in a world of, of, of paranormal. And, uh, you know, there's been some negativity going on. Mm-hmm. Um you know, that's attributed to a lot of it. She's owned all of that and understands all of that, how it does to life off of negativity. And, um, you know, and for her, that was kind of what I had to point out was, is that every time that there was some sort of a huge life changing thing that happened in their life during that period, seems to be the same time that those experiences a lot of times. And, you know, she she literally had to see that and understand that. And then she was like, oh, wow, you know, oh, my God. You know, so, um, you know, luckily for her, um, you know, she, she's a real brave soul. Having her and her daughter living up there by themselves in, in a place where there's all kinds of things. There's, there's kid voices, child voices that call her name during the day. Wow. Um, actually, uh, moving masses that have been captured on video. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, uh, I mean, and, and this is all happening even after there was a little girl that was seen in the house and, um, they actually brought in the, their local pastor to do a blessing on the house because the husband who would never believe in that stuff in the million years had mm-hmm. seen a little girl standing in the, in the top of the loft. Wow. <laughs> he was the only one who seen it and said, ah, no way, we're, we're calling the pastor, and we're going to get him in here and get this house blessed. And at that point in time, she was like, are you kidding me? You actually seen something? And he's like, I don't want to talk about it. We're just getting this place blessed, you know? And so when mm-hmm. I was down there, I talked to him. He's a good old boy. He's a man's man kind of guy. Right. You know, and I wasn't really sure that she was going to be forthcoming on that information, but he came right out and told me, you know, and, you know, and was just straight up about it. You know, this is it. It messed me up for a while. Like, it scared me. I had dreams for mm-hmm. months. You know? I can only imagine. So, yeah. So, um, it's ongoing. There's, believe it or not, this is what's crazy. Mm-hmm. There was so much audio recorded that night. We're still going through audio. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because, you know, if you've got, you know, eight, nine hours of audio that's being recorded and you have four or five different audio recorders. You know, you're talking 35 to 40 hours that you have to actually put your divided, you know, absolute divided time into and just go through all of it. So um, she is a hard worker. She works several jobs. Mm -hmm. And plus, she's in the entertainment industry as well. And then, um, 
uh, you know, obviously me. I mean, when do I even have time to do things like <laughs> one-hour podcast and stuff like that? Right. You know, it's just whenever you can fit it in. See, I like how you work, though, D.D. You'll get a hold of me <laughs> a month in advance to say, yes. or three weeks in advance, and you say, hey, look, can we do this? And I say, yes, we can. <laughs> And and then I got people that are hitting me up and they're going, hey, let's go do this tomorrow. And I'm like, you still don't understand how my life operates, do you? <laughs> hey. I, got, I live my life by, by, a, uh, by a calendar and my weekends are, you know, they're gold. Oh, I mean, you have two businesses. I don't expect you to drop everything and talk to Didi Moonflyer the next day. No way. <laughs> right, right. You know, Life like, is I mean, just although too crazy. I would consider it, if I could make it happen, <laughs> I absolutely would. You know, but um, I was really, really happy when you asked me to come back on. Well, I have to have my regulars. You're one of my regulars. So, much. so yeah, so I'm getting ready to go back down. So I'm, um, I'm headed south. I can't say anything about it, but there's a filming project going on that I'm getting ready to go on site and go hang out with the big heads. And, um, either on my way down or on my way back, I'm going to stop off and do another night or, or two of investigating. So, um, you know, if you, if you want to update sometime between on middle of August, end of August and September, I can definitely do that. Well, you know, it's I do. Getting, it's getting really good. I'm a hardcore skeptic, DD. I really am. You know, um, I question everything and probably too much at times. But, yeah. Um, this case has got some. It's got not only does it not only does it have the, all the implications and everything going on with the actual paranormal investigation, but it's actually got personal synchronicities with me, which is really strange and it's never happened before. Hmm. Maybe there's something that's going to come up in your life. Possibly. I, I mean, don't know. I it's don't. Sometimes know. I you're supposed to be people that. So. Well, now you've told the world. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's all good. If somebody's but, got an answer for me, some advice. You know, I'm, but you I'm know what's awesome it, but... about that, Jason? You've been doing this a long time. Maybe it's just something that resonates with you. You want to help somebody. And oh, yeah. It's Absolutely. your calling. It could be something you're called to do. So, yeah, I always love helping people. I really do. I know. I do. Most, most often at times when somebody says, hey, you know, do you have time for a case? And, you know, some of them are just across town. Right. I'm like, you know, I, I I would love to, but I can't devote enough time of myself to do you justice. Mm-hmm. And I would feel like I wasn't doing the right thing by, you know, by taking it on. But I would be glad to put you in good hands with somebody else. Right. And so, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, always willing to pass those on to good people and other good investigators. I know they'd be good hands with But this one, for whatever reason... Um, it, there was, I don't know what it was. There was something about it that drew me right to it. And it's five mm-hmm. hours away. You just never know what you're going to come across. And I had no idea who this high profile client was until I got down there. I had a name, I had a name mm-hmm. to go by. Right. And that was pretty much about it. And, you know, dozens and dozens of hours of talking on the phone. Right. I mean, I I probably talk to the client sometimes for three and a half hours. 
Wow. And then sometimes it was just checking in for 20 minutes. Hey, what's going on? It's Jason. Just want to check in, see how things are going, yada, uh-huh. yada, yada. You know, um, so, um, but it, yeah, it's just, and then I got down there and I'm like, holy crap, what do you do for a living? If <laughs> 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 you don't mind me asking. You're like, you, you know, don't work at, so, you don't work at a grocery store or something, do you? <laughs> no. No, no, no. But it's really, it's really, really cool. It's blossoming into, um, I think, a pretty good friendship. Good. Um, you know, so it's really, it's really cool working with a client who feels really empowered and is really, really on top of learning. So, like when I talk to her, mm-hmm. she's very intent. Eye contact. She's soaking in everything, and she's just so enthused because she's not the kind of person that you go onto her, her Facebook page. Mm-hmm. and see that she's like every single paranormal show ever made. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, she, she can walk out of her house and get on Facebook if she walks 10 feet away from the porch, five feet to the right, and then turns to the left. Mm-hmm. She'll get a signal for two minutes. Wow. <laughs> so. it, it just sounds like, I don't know, some places just call you, and you don't know why. Yeah. It's just it's just something you should be you doing. Know, I, I honestly think this did because mm-hmm. I mean, I can remember an hour into the conversation when I talked to her initially. I said, I stopped her. I said, How did you find me? If you're five hours away, why did you pick me? Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, What'd she say? How did she know? find you, Jason? If you don't um, she, didn't even know where to, she didn't know where to start looking, and she looked up um, paranormal investigators in Indiana. And you popped right yeah. up, didn't you? No, I, I was like third or fourth. I'm not that high on Google, I guess. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, she chose you for so a well, reason. <laughs> well, well, here was the thing. So she she went to a group. She went to a group who um, had a failed attempt with her. They, mm-hmm. you know, sounded really professional on the jump. You know the type. They sounded really professional. Right. Like they really wanted to be there, and then they were just flaky and then they're no call no shows and you know very very quickly you know she started to get the idea that they weren't as taking you know her needs as serious as they needed to be taken mm-hmm. and so the first time that i talked to her she said i'm waiting for this team to come in two weekends to do this investigation but i feel like they're wishy-washy and so i kind of just gave her a warning mm-hmm. and you know that weekend on Saturday afternoon, she had sent me a, a text message and said, hey, um, by golly, you're right. They completely flaked right out and, you know, acted exactly like you said they were going to act on the phone. And, you know, of course, it was going to be a last minute emergency, you know, like you called this. And then she and then I, and then uh, a couple hours passed and I get a message that said, please take my case. Uh huh. That was so, meant to be. Absolutely. Well, Jason, I am so glad, and I do want to have you back because I want to hear more about this. It just sounds really intriguing to me as well and interesting. And you can tell us about many other things coming into the paranormal life in Fort Wayne. Yeah, absolutely, because there's lots to talk about coming up here in Fort Wayne because, I mean, not only is the music popping, but there is a really, really big convention coming to Fort Wayne, too. Ooh, when is so, that going to happen? Oh, my gosh. That's, um, 
It's going to be a weekend of uh, fight nights in Fort Wayne. Oh. So it's going to be that Saturday, and it's, it's actually going to be happening in the middle of fight nights weekend at the <laughs> Grand Rain Center. And um, that's not my event for anybody and everybody who's listening is wondering. It's actually an event put on by Eric Bonner. <laughs> and um, he is he is trying to do so. If you're familiar with Scarefest or any of these um, Hellhound mm-hmm. um, conventions that are just ginormous and are chock full of TV personalities and famous people, that's what's that's what's coming. Mm. He's been planning it since the end of 2019. It was supposed to land on 2020, but he had to cancel sure. for COVID. Now it's coming up in 2021. That's going to be a huge convention. If you've got some money to spend, go check that one out because they've got big, 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 big names coming for that one. Awesome. And I think there's, there's some 100 or 200 vendors or something like that. Wow. So and what is this event called, Jason? Uh, DeadCon. DeadCon. Well, Dead we all Con. know where I'm going to be Saturday that weekend. Yeah. So, I mean, they have, they have a variety of different ticket levels. So you can, they have, um, you know, you can take the, the VIP experience all weekend. I think that, like, that VIP package, like, some of them are upwards close to $1,000 for the whole VIP weekend. Mm-hmm. And then there's parties after parties, dinners, there's presentations, there's all kinds of stuff. But I think that if you just wanted to get in the door and just walk around general admission, mm-hmm. I think he's only charging $25 per person. That's not bad. That would be an awesome, that would be an awesome convention. Yeah, I mean, you you may not you know want to stand in line for three hours to get your picture taken by you know with Honey Hudson or whatever from Ghostbusters, but right. you know you can you can walk right past them and see them at ten feet away. Yeah, you know, I mean, so you, <laughs> and there's going to be all kinds of you know people like you and I are going to be. There's going to be people who are just normal booths. I mean, half the people at uh, um, non-con and Paranormal Day celebration have booths there as well. Right, so right. see a lot of familiar faces. It'll be great. It'll be a great convention. I don't know that I'm going to go, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, I'm, I'm I'm happy to support any kind of event that of you know uh, that type of subject matter coming to Fort Wayne. So that sounds awesome. Well, Jason, mm-hmm. I can't wait to have you back in August to talk more about that case. I'm excited, Dee. You just let me know when you want me to come on. I, I am totally there. End of August, the last Friday night in August. You're mine. Hold on a second. I need to check that because <laughs> that's. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's my birthday weekend. Oh well, you might want to do yeah. something on your birthday. Yeah, yeah, probably. But I'll I'll, I'll check the calendar and uh, we will nail that down. I promise you that. No, I do thank you for having me on again, Dee. You totally rock. I love talking to you. Um, so just uh, keep in touch, and we'll get the next date nailed down. Yes, Jason. You have a wonderful weekend and night. You take care. You do the same. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye.